my apologies, <clears throat> ladies and gentlemen. <clears throat> I will bless the Most High Yah at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. O oh, magnify the Most High with me, and let us exalt his name together. O oh, taste and see that the Most High is good. Blessed is the man that continues to put his trust in him. Greetings and salutations once more to each and every one of you, wherever you are. Thank you for joining us on this Bible study on Facebook, YouTube, and Anchor.fm, Spotify, and other platforms as well. It is indeed a honor and a privilege once again to be able to share with you what thus saith the Most High one more time. Sister James, Elder and Sister James, Lady Marla, Deacon Barron, <clears throat> Miss Bianca, our young people, young Myron, Miss Nola, Miss Olivia, greetings and salutations to all of you and to everybody else that is listening. Thank you so much for joining us again. This is our uh, final part or final installment of a brief teaching series on the truth about the new year and the traditions of men. And once again, we are uh, multi-streaming on both Facebook as well as YouTube, and we are also recording on anchor.fm, on Spotify, and soon it will be more platforms that will be able to hear uh, this spoken word. And my apologies to you for uh, getting started so late. Thank the Most High we are able to share with you once more. <clears throat> Let us pray. Eternal Father, we thank you again for this, another hollow privilege that thou hast bestowed upon us. For you, Father, ordained this hollow moment from the very foundations of the earth. You ordained it to be so. And we give your name all the honor, praise, and thanks again. Thank you for traveling grace and mercies to and from work and school on this evening and throughout this midweek. And we pray that you will continue to give us traveling grace and mercies to all of our destinations as well. Forgive us, Father, for all of our wrongdoings that we have committed against you, ourselves, and our fellow man, whether it is in thoughts, deeds, and in words. We pray that we will continue to learn, 
to love and respect you, love and respect your word, love and respect ourselves as your sons and as your daughters. Thank you for your blessings. Thank you for your continued patience with us. And we pray now that we would not ever take you or your blessings that you have bestowed upon us for granted. And if we have, forgive us for it. Thank you for your blessings. Thank you for your kindness. Thank you for your generosity. Thank you for being who you are. For it is in your righteous son's name we do pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, let's see who else has joined us. Sister Giselle, good evening to you. Thank you for joining us and thank you for not only uh, for joining us, but we're glad to have you back. I understand you were in my neck of the woods briefly. You were here in New York taking care of some business. We pray that you got your business taken care of and things shall continue to go well. All right, without further ado, um, my prayer is that we'll be able to conclude uh, this two-part uh, Bible lesson on the truth about the new year and the traditions of men as well. For those of you that missed uh, last week, uh, part one on the truth about the new year and the traditions of men, um, I want to kind of revisit uh, some of the things that we addressed and expressed um, very briefly. Um, last week we talked about um, why the new year <clears throat> is actually not in the dead of winter. It is actually the, during the spring year or springtime. <clears throat> and too many of us have been deceived about how or about when the new year really is. Y'all, excuse me a minute. And so because we have been hoodwinked into thinking that the new year is actually January the 1st, when in essence it is actually in the spring. Now by us being in the, in the dead of winter, this would actually be called in certain circles, it would be called the dead season. And the reason why it, would, it is called rather the, the dead season is because there are certain animals that are hibernating and you won't see them again until the spring. Another reason why it is called the dead season is because there are no trees blooming and no flowers blooming as well 
there are certain birds that have flown away to warmer climates other parts of the, in other parts of the world because here we are in the dead of winter. I also explained that according to the Gregorian calendar, all the months of the year are actually named after idol and false gods. And this month in particular, January, is named for the false and idol god Janus, who, if my memory serves correctly, was an idol god that was two-faced. As a matter of fact, allow me to quote from the book, The Pagan Book of Days, by Nigel Pinnock. On page 27, paragraph 1, quotes, I quote this book when it says, January is sacred to the Roman god Janus, J-A-N-U-S, the two-faced divinity of endings and beginnings. Janus is the male equivalent of one of the versions of the goddess Juno Janus, who in her two-faced aspects of antivorta and postvorta looks simultaneously simultaneously excuse me forward and backward as does janus so here we are again coming to terms that the traditions of men goes up against the teachings of the Holy Writ, which is called the Bible. And that's why I did my very best on last week, and hopefully we will be able to do the same tonight, to pinpoint to you that the traditions of men leads men and leads women and leads children astray away from the teachings of the scriptures of the Bible. And I said that the traditions of men not only leads them astray, but it leads them to, if one is unrepentant, it leads them into eternal darkness. And I quoted uh, scriptures from both the King James translation, as well as the Living Bible paraphrase. And so I have some more scriptures uh, with us here tonight. And uh, these passages of scripture that I have is, is rather lengthy. But to give you a synopsis of the passages of scripture that we did go over last week we started off with our uh, themed passage of scripture of the prophecy of jeremiah in the 10th chapter the second the third and the fourth verses but our focus was mainly on jeremiah chapter 2 as a matter of fact i would like to uh, read 
that particular verse once again. And as I'm turning there, I pray also that you will be turning there with me because I want you to see this for yourself. I do not want you to take my word for it. I want you to see it for yourself. And the reason why I emphasize all of you that you will see this for yourself is because too many preachers have relied on their congregations to tell them the truth and they have not encouraged them on conducting private Bible study on their own. Now, it's important that we all get together at, at you know, corporately or collectively because the scripture teaches us that we have to sim assemble ourselves in the assembly. This is not to say that we, if, if the Most High sees fit, he doesn't bless us with a building. And when the passage of scripture in the book of Acts, if I'm not mistaken, tells us that the Most High does not dwell in buildings that are made by the hands of men. It's talking about those men that are not filled with the Holy Spirit. Those men and those women that are not touched by the Ruha Kadesh, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost. Those men and those women that contradict what the scripture teaches us. They are followers and disciples of the traditions of men instead of the law, statutes, and commandments of the Most High, Yahuwah, you see. So let me go to the book of Jeremiah, the prophecy of Jeremiah chapter 10, verses 2, 3, and 4. And when you all find Jeremiah chapter 10, verses 2, 3, and 4, please, sir, please, madam, let us, let me know. Because I want all of us on one accord. You have to see this for yourself. I can take you to the water, but I can't make you drink it. See? very very important that you see this for yourself see? and I'm going to be reading from the King James translation of the prophecy of Jeremiah chapter 10 verses 2 through 4 it reads on this on this wise and this is the most high Yahuwah himself talking he's talking through the prophecy through the prophet Jeremiah, but it's the most high talking when he says these words on this wise, hear ye the word which the most high speaketh 
unto you, O house of Israel. Thus saith the Most High, learn not the way of the heathen, and be not dismayed at the signs of heaven, for the heathen are dismayed at them. Verse number three, for the customs of the people are vain, for one cutteth a tree out of the forest, the work of the hands of the workmen with the axe. Verse four, they deck it with silver and with gold. They fasten it with nails and with hammers that it move not. Now, let's zero in on verses two and three. The Most High says again, learn not the way of the heathen. Learn not the way of the heathen. Those words alone spoken by the Most High through his prophet, through his mouthpiece. It is something that we all have miserably failed in. We have all failed miserably. Every single one of us. We fail miserably. And the reason why we have become or have be and have been disobedient, not only become, but we have been disobedient, is because we really don't know who we are and whose we are. Unfortunately, we all, wait just a second here, let's see, all right. The reality of the matter is this. Unfortunately, we have all become amalgamated in language, in culture, and in our history. We don't know who we are. We don't know whose we are. And the reason why we don't know who we are and whose we are is because we have been horribly disobedient. We speak other languages except our own. We focus on other cultures except our own. And unfortunately, we have certainly learned the way of the wicked. We have learned the way of the heathen. We have learned the way of those who do not know the most high himself. And for those of us that, that has a zeal of the most high, it certainly is not according to knowledge. Verse 
is not according to knowledge. And because now is not, uh, we have a zeal of the most high, but it's not according to knowledge. We have a form of holiness, but it's not full blown. In other words, you could put it like this. We know the scriptures or we are not ignorant of the scriptures. But it is not on the tables of our heart. It's not on the tablets of our heart. It's not on the scroll of our heart. We know it and we understand it intellectually. But to actually be convicted and convinced by it, a lot of us have failed in that regard. So, again, I reiterate this because of the importance of it and the importance of what I'm teaching you tonight is that we've been had. We've been hoodwinked. We've been bamboozled. We've been fooled. Meaning when it comes down to the new year. January 1st. Is not the actual new year. It is according to the Gregorian calendar year. And once upon a time, we didn't even have 12 months. History tells us that once upon a time, we actually had 10 months. Not 12. That's for another time. And that's for another. That's another teaching and another lesson itself. But do you see and do you recognize and do you understand the decadency, the full-blown decadence, the full-blown decadence of our disobedience? Now, the most high Yah has always been speaking to us, but we've been hard-headed, we've been cold-hearted, we've been stiff-necked, we've had hot lips, we've just been a defiant and disobedient people. And even as I speak, at this moment, the Most High Himself his grace and his mercy is getting ready to run out. Because just like we give up on each other, when we refuse to do what is required of us in personal relationships, as well as professional relationships, and we wind up walking away from each other, so it is that the Most High himself is walking away. What do you mean preacher? Remember I keep saying. Over and over again. That this is the era. Of separation. The most high himself. Separates the sheeps. From the goats. 
the wheat from the tares. And since everything is going on in such an insane world, an insane asylum without walls called earth, here we are. Even as the Most High is separating the sheep from the goats and the wheat from the tares, he's separating himself not only from the sheep and the goats and the wheat from the tares, but he's getting ready to judge the goats and the tares. And they're getting ready to see the great white throne of judgment. That means... The Most High himself is getting ready to walk away from all of those who did not obey the word. And since each lesson such as this, I'm not teaching this under my own accord, but it is an assignment that the Most High himself gave to me to share with you. Because anytime the Most High gives a revelation to his mouthpiece, his true preachers and his true prophets or his prophetesses, it is our job and our task and our assignment to share with you what the Most High revealed to us or reminded us of what he taught before. So I'm going to go ahead now and uh, use some more uh, of these scriptures. While we still have time, time is getting away so expeditiously from us. Uh, I have four passages of scripture to uh, close out the um, this two-part teaching about the truth, about the new year and the traditions of men. Isaiah chapter 29 and the 13th verse. Matter of fact, before we do that, I want to um, this is what I really would like to do. I want to go to Isaiah chapter 5 first. Isaiah chapter 5 and verse 21. Isaiah chapter 5 and verse 21. I'm going to be reading this from the Living Bible Paraphrase. And see, this is this particular verse is talking about the end result of being wise in your own eyes. It says, Woe to those who are wise and shrewd in their own eyes. Woe to those who are wise and shrewd in their own eyes. 
Why do you think it's showing us, this, this lesson is teaching us about the traditions of men? The traditions of men tells us that there are those that are wise and shrewd in their own eyes. So whenever you find yourself in a situation, that's why you always have to be careful who you listen to. You have to listen. You have to be very, very careful with who you listen to. Because not everybody belongs to the most high. Once again, Isaiah chapter 5 and the 21st verse from the Living Bible paraphrase, it reads on this wise. Woe to those who are wise and shrewd in their own eyes. That's where the tradition of men comes from. I'll give you something else too. We have several Christian denominations. Right? Do you know why all of these Christian denominations are even in existence right now? As well as these different religions? I'll tell you why. The reason why you have so many Christian denominations Baptist, uh, Primitive Baptist, Southern Baptist, Free Will Baptist, Full Gospel Baptist, Missionary Baptist. Progressive Baptist, uh, African Methodist, Episcopal, Amy, Zion, CME, Christian Methodist, Episcopal, United Methodist, is really because of the doctrine of men. It's really because one sect of people got mad at the other, left that sect, and formed another sect. And ask yourself this question, how many of these denominations in Christianity and the rest of these world religions actually follow the teachings of the word? Ask yourself that. Go ahead. Go ahead. And ask. Go ahead and ask that question. How many of these. These denominations. And these, uh, these world religions actually follow the teachings of the Bible. Oh, uh, we got, listen, most high willing as long as he blesses me to, to breathe and to see another day and all this kind of stuff. As long as he uh, blesses me and he ordains me, there's a lot of things that you didn't know. And there's a lot of things that I plan on teaching you. And that's all right. It's all right. You all didn't know. For so long, you all were kept in the dark. That's all right. 
And the reason why it's all right is because now you got somebody that is willing to be obedient and teach you. Yeah. Elder and Sister James says, <clears throat> none of them because they all overtalk one another. Well, it's not really a matter of them really overtalking each other. What it is, it is the interpretation of men. See, they're not in, they're not um, being obedient to the prophecy of Isaiah chapter five and verse twenty one. They're not being obedient because it says again, woe to those who are wise and shrewd in their own eyes. And for those that were wise and shrewd in their own eyes, that's why you got all these denominations, all these religions, because they were wise and shrewd in their own eyes. Instead of zeroing in and focusing on the word of the Most High. And so here we are. Here we are. Now the traditions of men. And here's something, here's something else too. That is so dangerous about religion and denominations or denominationalism. Watch this. Christian denominations and religions. They don't focus on the souls of men. They focus on their doctrine. They're focused more on doctrine more so than they are the destinies of men. Mortal men. Men. Women. Children. Let me read it. From the King James translation. Isaiah 5. And 21. It reads on this wise. Woe unto them that are wise in their own eyes. And prudent. In their own sight. Woe unto them that are wise in their own eyes. And prudent in their own sight. That's Isaiah chapter 5, verse 21. Now I'm going to skip over to Isaiah chapter 29 and the 13th verse.
Let me skip over. Isaiah chapter 29 and uh, the 13th verse. Isaiah 29 and verse 13. And this is uh, one, uh, I said it was four verses, but it's actually five verses that we're going to explore right quick. So this is the first of five, Isaiah chapter 29, verse 13, from the um, Living Bible paraphrase, it reads on this wise, and then I'm going to be reading it from the King James translation, Isaiah 29 and 13. The Living Bible paraphrase, excuse me, it reads like this. And so the Most High says, since these people say they are mine, but they do not obey me. And since their worship amounts to mere words learned by rote, R-O-T-E, which means routine. Verse 14, therefore, I will take awesome vengeance on these hypocrites and make their wisest counselors as fools. And so the Most High says, since these people say they are mine, but do not obey me. And since their worship amounts to mere words learned by rote or routine. Therefore, verse 14, therefore, I will take awesome vengeance on these hypocrites and make their wisest counselors as fools. Do you know what that verse means in a nutshell? In a nutshell, what that verse really means is. There comes a point in time in every man's life who is disobedient and hard-headed. The Most High will take the disobedience of man and will turn it into his divine judgment and his divine punishment. Meaning he's going to turn them over to a reprobated mind. I'm going to say it again. There comes a point in every man and woman's life that their disobedience will actually become the judgment of the Most High and their disobedience will eventually become their punishment. Does that make sense? Lady Marla says the Most High will then proceed to inflict on them exemplary and deserved punishment. Thank you. Exactly. Deacon Barron says they went by what was familiar, men's words. There you go. Tickling ears. Itching ears. 
men going along listening to myths and fables. And it all coincides with the traditions of men. The traditions of men have their own interpretation of things. And they stray away and they shun away from the teachings of the word. So that's why the traditions of men is extremely dangerous. It's a threat to your soul. It's a threat to your eternal destiny. The traditions of men leads people astray. Uh, let's see. Very quickly now. Let us go. To Matthew the 15th chapter. Verses 1 through 9. Matthew chapter 15. Verses 1 through 9. And while you you all are turning there. I'm going to read Isaiah 29 and 13. From the King James translation. I'm going to read Isaiah 29 and 13, King James Version, like this. Wherefore, the Most High said, For as much as this people draw near me with their mouth and with their lips do honor me, but have removed their heart far from me, and their fear toward me is taught by the precept of men. Men's ingenuity, man's interpretation, not the wisdom of the Most High. See? And that verse says. The same thing that I said a few seconds ago. It gets to a point where the Most High will take your disobedience and turn it into your punishment. And I believe that's exactly what's happening right at this hour. And Sister Giselle is spot on. She says, even if a leader is righteous, people must be careful about placing too much trust in him. I'm going to preach a sermon about that one day. I sure am. I'm going to preach a sermon on that. 
And that's also another reason why I always encourage you to look this up for yourself. Conduct your own private investigation. Read for yourself. That's also uh, working out your own soul salvation with trembling and fear. Study to show thyself approved unto the most high that a workman needeth not be ashamed. Rightly dividing the word of truth. See? You got to study for your eternal destiny's sake is what I'm saying. Because nobody is going to do it for you. This is something that you got to do for you. You understand? That is what you have to do for you. Nobody else. You've got to do this for you. Not mama, not daddy, not brother, not sister, not uh, cousin, not auntie, uncle, niece, nephew, buddy, and the baby. No, 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 no. You've got to do this for you. All right. Uh, uh, Matthew, because time is getting away. Matthew chapter 15, verses 1 through 9. Y'all with me? I'm going to be reading this from the King James translation. And if I have time, I'll go back to the living Bible paraphrase. Isaiah, uh, pardon me, Matthew chapter 15 verses 1 through 9. King James translation reads like this. Then came to Yahusha scribes and Pharisees, which were of Jerusalem, saying, Why do thy disciples, watch this, why do thy disciples transgress the traditions of the elders? For they wash not their hands when they eat bread. But he, Yahusha, answered and said unto them, and the words are in red because Yahusha is talking. He says, why do ye also transgress the commandment of the Father by your tradition? He interrogates them. Why do ye also transgress the commandment of Yahuwah by your tradition? For the Most High Yahuwah commanded, saying, Honor thy father and mother, and he that curseth father or mother, let him die the death. But ye say, whosoever shall say to his father or mother, 
it is a gift by whatsoever thou mightest be profited by me. And honor not his father or his mother, he shall be free. Thus have ye made the commandment of Yahuwah of none effect by your tradition. Ye hypocrites. Well did Esaias prophecy of you saying, this people draw nigh unto me with their mouth. He's quoting Isaiah. Precept by precept. Y'all, did you catch that? He quoted Isaiah, but he said, Esaias, prophecy of you saying, this people draweth nigh unto me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. He's quoting Isaiah 29 and 13, precept by precept, line on line, precept by precept. Verse number nine. But in vain they do worship me, teaching for doctrines the commandments of men. I say again, the Old Testament is the prophecy foretold. The New Testament is the fulfillment of the prophecy that was foretold in the Old Testament. The New Testament echoes the sentiments of the Old Testament. Line upon line, precept upon precept. Once again, it teaches us that the traditions of men goes up against the teachings of the Most High. The traditions of men is the enemy of the Most High. There you have it. Me get my tea. Me get my tea. So for anybody that says That the, that the New Testament ain't worth anything, you dead wrong. Can't have the Old Testament without the New. Can't have the New Testament without the Old. One is prophecy. The other is the fulfilling of the prophecy. And if it's not fulfilling it, it's echoing the prophecy. <sighs> we almost done. I ain't gonna hold you long tonight. Just give me about maybe 30 more minutes. And I'm out of here. The traditions of men is the enemy of Yahuwah. The traditions of men is enmity. 
E-M-I-T-Y, enmity of the Most High Yahuwah. Enmity means enemy, against. The traditions of men, the doctrines of men, the philosophy of man, is enmity or it is against the most high. Why do you think the scripture also teaches that when you add or you subtract words from this book it's a grave penalty. And they, and yeah, I might as well go ahead and say it. This is how dangerous the agents of darkness are. They move subtly. But their methodology is so Machiavellian-like. They will stop at nothing to see the sons and daughters of the Most High finished, kaput, done away with. So the fact is, you have to be careful. You have to be careful. All right. Go to Mark right quick. Mark chapter 7. And I'm going to read selected scriptures. Because it's rather lengthy. It, it's, it's about, according to my, my, my notes that I wrote down, it's Mark chapter 7, verses 1 through 23. But I'm going to have to read selected verses, unless the Most High says otherwise. Let me go over to Mark right quick. Mark chapter 7. Verses 1 through 23. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm going to read. I'm going to read a few. A few of this, a few of the following verses. But this is what I want you all to do. Read the rest of these scriptures at your own leisure, at your own time. Let 
Lady Marla says this council lasted till 291 BC and seems to have been the source of the many additions to the law of, of the Most High, which have been found in Judaism, ancient and modern. Doctrines of men is a danger to any man's soul. Good intentions, or should I say the road to hell is paved with good intentions. See? Mark chapter 7 and verse number 8 and reading a few of the following verses. And the words that are in red, Yahusha himself is talking, the son of the Most High, says this. I'm going to read verse number, I'm going to start at verse number six and read my, read it down, read on down. He answered and said unto them, well, he's quoting Isaiah again. Well, hath Esaias prophesied of you hypocrites as it is written. This people honoreth me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. Verse 6. Verse 7. How be it? In vain do they worship me, teaching for doctrines of the commandments of men. Verse 8. For laying aside the commandments of the Most High, ye hold the tradition of men as the washing of pots and cups and many other such Things ye do. Ye hold the traditions of men. There you go. See, let me tell you what the traditions of men has done. And it also coincides with what Bianca says, one of our young people. She says, the Most High says, honor thy father and mother, honor parents. Parents ought to be our main focus in every way of honor. Now pay attention. You know why, you, see, this is what the traditions of men say. The traditions of men has taught us to commercialize that which is holy. Let me sip my tea and let that marinate a second. The traditions of men has taught us to commercialize those things which is holy and divine. Let me sip my tea. Because here's the thing. 
The scripture does teach us that we shall honor thy father and thy mother. That's commandment. And it does not specify what day because it is supposed to be a commandment a, for a lifetime. It's a lifetime commandment. See, see, this is where people don't, you know, this is where people don't think. People don't use their, their, their minds to think. They allow for their emotions to overtake them and they exhibit emotional immaturity. The traditions of men say. You celebrate this day for one day aside. But the scripture teaches us you do it every day. You're supposed to honor your mother and your father every day. That's a commandment. That is what that is what is required of you to do. Fitness information. You you must be a first time viewer. Unless you change your name and and you're somebody that I am familiar with. Either way, happy to have you with us. He says, I hate this time of year after Hanukkah. I get sad and, de and development and develop and develop seasonal depression. You're not alone in that, brother. You're not alone in that at all. He continues, honor your parents, but they don't do, but don't do what they do. Say you have to celebrate Christmas just because they do. Mother and Father's Day comes from Egypt. Once again, y'all are proving my point. The traditions of men is an enemy of the Most High and His words. Taking something that's holy and precious and divine, that is a commandment of the Most High, and you commercialize it. That's what people do. But anything that's holy You're not supposed to commercialize it. Anything that's holy should not have to have a price tag on it, period. You're not supposed to have a price tag on it. 
at all. And I'll reiterate all of these so called holidays, they are of satanic pagan origins. The traditions of men say that December 25th is the birth. Of Yahushua. We really don't know what day. He was born on. The traditions of men set aside that day. See. The traditions of men will just concoct anything and everything and say that's how it is, that's how it goes, that's the day, the time, and the place. But once again, the traditions of men is enmity with the Most High. Period. It's an enemy. Of the most high. Period. And it all goes back to what I said earlier. We are in the dead of winter. The new year is not January 1st. The new year is the spring. That's the actual new year. We in the dead of winter. You don't see no flowers blooming, no trees blooming. Certain animals are hibernating. Certain birds have flown away to warmer climates. Warmer parts of the earth. We in the dead of winter. See? Elder and Sister James says the Greek word is paradisus, which means giving over or handing down. It refers to teaching that is handed down either by word, orally, or in writing. There you go. The traditions of men, paradisus. Giving over or handing down. Orally or written. And ain't got nothing to do with what the word teaches. He says he could he could have been born in the spring or fall. If it was in the dead of winter, everyone would freeze to death, including the animals. Yeah, we, we talked about that before you joined us. 
New Year's come from the Roman God Janus, a two-faced God. We, we discussed that. You're right. Everything you're saying, you're right. But what I'm saying is we, we've already went over that before you joined us. You're spot on, though, without question. All right, we're going to go and uh, two more verses in the book, and then we're going to wrap it up. First Peter chapter one, verses 17 through 19, right quick. First Peter chapter one, verses 17 through 19. First Peter chapter one, verses 17 through 19. It reads like this. And if ye call on the father who without respect of persons judgeth according to every man's work past the time of your sojourning here in fear. For as much as ye know that ye were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by traditions from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Yahusha, as of a land without blemish and without spot, the traditions of men could not have taken your and my death penalty upon himself. And the reason why Yahusha had to take your and my death penalty upon himself is partially because of the traditions of men, which contradicts what the scripture teaches. I say again, the traditions of men is an enemy of the Most High to this second. Never mind the traditions of men. The traditions of men is part of the reason why our world is so messed up and twisted. Got one more verse for you. Um, let me take my time. Oh, here we go. Titus chapter 1. And verse 14. 
Titus chapter 1, verse 14. It reads like this. Not giving heed to Jewish fables and commandments of men. That turn from the truth. Let me read it like this. Let me read Titus chapter 1 verses 10 through 16 instead. To further strengthen my argument. For there are, for there are many unruly and vain talkers and deceivers. Especially they of the circumcision, whose mouths must be stopped, who subvert whole houses, teaching things which they ought not for filthy lucre's sake. One of themselves even a prophet of their own said, the Cretans are always liars, evil beasts, slow bellies. This witness is true, wherefore rebuke them sharply, that they may be sound in the truth, not giving heed to Jewish fables and commandments of men that turn from the truth unto the pure all things are pure but unto them that are defiled and unbelieving is nothing pure but even their mind and conscience is defiled they profess that they know the most high but in works they deny him being abominable and disobedient and unto every good work reprobate. Whenever somebody is teaching wrong, you rebuke them. You don't rebuke them to tear them down. You rebuke them in love and respect. Say, look, bro. I heard your argument. I heard what you said. I got to tell you out of love and respect. I got to rebuke you, bro. You're wrong. That's why a lot of these false preachers and false teachers, that's what they are. They reprobates. That's what they are. They reprobates.
I'm going to say this. And I'm going to let y'all go. But before I go, let me ask you all this. You remember... You remember when I said that the Most High will take your disobedience and will turn it into his divine judgment, which leads up to your, your punishment. Y'all, y'all remember I said that, right? The Most High will take our disobedience, turn it around, and turn it into His divine judgment, which leads to our punishment. All right, y'all remember that. All right, good. For those that disobey the teachings of the word. Disobedient will turn into punishment. He will take the traditions of men. And he will turn it into a divine punishment. The same can also be said for these false prophets. Because false prophets also can turn into divine judgment of the Most High, which leads to also people being punished. Let that marinate. That's right. Let that marinate. Because. Think about it. The Most High himself says that he would give us pastors. Out of his own heart. With the right kind of understanding and knowledge that comes from the Most High. Said that in Jeremiah. The traditions of men. Is now. Turning or has turned into divine judgment of the Most High, and for many, if they don't come out of the traditions of men, is going to turn into their punishment. is going to turn into 
divine punishment. That's why a lot of people turn into reprobates. Yeah. Any man or any woman that turns into a reprobate means they were disobedient to the Most High. Their disobedience turned into divine judgment and divine judgment led them into divine punishment. You understand where I'm coming from? Disobedience. And you know what make what makes it so bad? If y'all want to know what makes it so bad, let me know. I'm going to tell you what makes this so bad if you want me to tell you. If you want me to tell you what makes it so bad, that our punishment, that our disobedience leads to judgment, which leads to punishment. If you really want to let want me to let you know what makes it so bad, tell me. And I tell me to tell you and I and I'll tell you. Our disobedience leading to divine judgment that leads to divine punishment. Y'all really want to know what makes it so bad? I tell you what it what, how it make what makes it so bad. What makes it so bad for our disobedience? To turn into judgment and then judgment turns into punishment. We volunteer to put ourselves into that position. Ain't that sad? We literally are volunteer. We are volunteering for the most high's judgment to fall upon us and then be punished. We volunteer for that to happen. Isn't that pathetic? Isn't that pathetic? We literally and I'm and, and, and I'm going to close when I tell you this. We literally volunteer for the Most High to take our disobedience, turn it into His divine judgment, which leads to divine punishment. We volunteer to do that. We literally volunteer to rebel and revolt 
against the will and the way and the laws and statutes and commandments of y'all. That's sad. That's pathetic. But that's exactly what happens. That is exactly what happens. And you know, to make it even worse than that, We don't have to. We choose to do that. I'm getting ready to say goodnight to our, our listeners on Spotify and Anchor.fm. We hope the message of this teaching tonight will help you come up and out of the traditions of men. And if you would like to give your life over to the Most High, this is what you do. In the comment thread, leave your name, who you are, and where you're from, and tell and say that you repent of all of your wrongdoings and dysfunctions, and you would like to become a true follower. Of the most high. That if you will confess with your mouth. And believe in thine heart. That Yahusha is the son of Yah. The son of the most high. You'll be saved. And you will begin a sojourn. A journey. A relationship. With the most high. That's truly. Unforgettable. And you'll be glad you did. That's all you got to do. May the most high richly bless you. And keep you. Until we meet again. You all have. A safe rest of the week. And tune in. Next week. For another. Bible study and coming soon I'm going to also start recording my sermons as well peace and blessings be upon you anchor.fm Spotify and the rest of these platforms coming soon peace and blessings be upon you we'll see you next week may y'all bless you